What's going on, Packer fans? Did you know that right now you can go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100? I've already got my prize pick selections locked in and ready to go. So let's jump into them right away. I'm going to give you the three selections right now. I'm going Austin Eckler, more than 34.5 receiving yards. Anders Carlson, more than 5.5 kicking points, and Christian Watson, more than 36.5 receiving yards. Let's go over them one by one. Austin Eckler, more than 34.5 receiving yards. To me, we already know that Joe Barry's going to play a ton of too high safety to make sure that Justin Herbert does not beat him deep. And what is that going to allow? A lot of underneath check down passes specifically to Austin Eckler. I also think that the Chargers are going to target Austin Eckler in the passing game, try to get him going, look for some screens and some easy completions. And I think Eckler is going to easily go over that 34.5 receiving yard mark. Anders Carlson, more than 5.5 kicking points. Think of it this way. I think there's a really good chance that Anders ends up with at least two field goals in this game, which gets you the 5.5 kicking points on its own. If not, if you told me they only got one field goal, I kind of like their odds of getting three touchdowns and you're still at 24 points uh, for the Packers and six kicking points for Anders Carlson. So I'm going more than 5.5 kicking points. Christian Watson, more than 36.5 receiving yards. I know Watson's been a bit of a punching bag this week. I think they are going to get him the ball early and often. And with Christian Watson, it only takes one explosive play for him to get more than the 36.5 receiving yards. So I'm feeling confident in those three selections. Eckler, more than 34.5 receiving yards. Carlson, more than 5.5 kicking points. And Watson, more than 36.5 receiving yards. The best part is you can go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and get that first deposit match up to $100 by using code packaday. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for your first deposit match up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Packaday Podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Happy Saturday! Welcome into an all-new episode of the Packaday Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for being here. Hopefully, your weekend is treating you well. Getting set for Packers and Chargers on Sunday, which should be a pretty interesting game. We'll get to the full preview in tomorrow's episode. Today's primary objective and uh, core of this episode is going to be about why this game is sneakily, bizarrely important to this Packers franchise and to the rest of this season. We'll get into that in just a moment, but let's start with the injury report. Some good news, some bad news. The interesting news is Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary was added to the injury report as questionable. They said he had a bit of a mishap in practice on Friday, which led to a shoulder issue. It's not expected to be long-term, but he is questionable to play this weekend. That is a potential game changer this week. As much as this game looks daunting as is against this Chargers offense and how talented they are and how they can put up points, doing that without Rashawn Gary, we saw they couldn't stop Kenny Pickett and the Steelers this past week with Rashawn Gary. Trying to stop Justin Herbert and the Chargers without Rashawn Gary doesn't sound super fun. Now, potentially they could be getting two big time defensive players back. Jair Alexander and Quay Walker, both questionable for this game per Matt LaFleur in his press conference. Jair, it sounds like they want him to play. And if even if he's not 100%, they will potentially play him unless there's risk of re-aggravating the issue to a serious extent. I would bet based on him practicing the last couple days that they're going to do everything in their power to let him play against this uh, Justin Herbert supercharged 
no pun intended, Chargers offense. But I've been up and down on Jair all week when he was just on the bike on Wednesday. I didn't think there was much chance that he was going to play. And now two days later, two consecutive days of practice, it looks like he will, but we're going to have to wait till the inactives at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday for that. Quay, I expect to play. I think if the probable designation existed still, I think he'd probably be probable. Uh, He practiced every practice from Wednesday on, and there has been no setbacks, at least reported. So I would expect Quay to play in this one. Rudy Ford is doubtful. He did not practice all week. I would expect him not to play in this. But clearly here, the Rashawn and Jair are the big ones. I expect Quay to play, expect Rudy Ford not to play. If they have Jair and Rashawn, that certainly gives them a much better puncher's chance at trying to win this week. If they do not have either, good freaking luck. If they have one or the other, we'll see. It's going to be a really tough day on defense, but as you can imagine, Rashawn and Jair, extremely, extremely important to this defense, trying to shut down Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and friends. With Without both of those guys, I just think it's a it's a lost cause. You're not, you're probably not being able to pull a rabbit out of your hat and getting a victory without those two premium players, especially Rashawn Gary and the way that he has been playing. So hopefully both are able to go, especially Rashawn and hopefully the setbacks or the, uh, the shoulder issue issue and the, the mishap is not anything that's going to just linger on. It doesn't sound like it will, but man, those things can be frustrating and those things can always linger a little bit. And that just is absolutely what Green Bay needs to avoid right now, especially not only now, right? Detroit on Thursday, Kansas City the following week. These are two big time players and Green Bay is desperately going to need those those two premium players against those really three tough upcoming opponents, including the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs. All right. This is a little bit of a different sort of episode for you today. What I want to go through is what the rest of this season could sort of look like and specifically why this Chargers game is so important to how the rest of the season could legitimately look. I get there's probably three different sorts of fans right now. And let me just say, I love all three of you. The first one is the cockeyed optimist of, hey, I want to go out I think this team can still win every game. I want them to win every game. I want them to try to make a run at the playoffs or at least be really good and finish the season really strong. And I think this team, I think they can still do something special in this season. If that's you, that's awesome. But if that's you, this Chargers game really, really matters to those hopes and dreams. If you're somewhere in the middle, if you're like, hey, realistically, I totally get this Packers team's probably not going to make any crazy run at anything, but I just want them to be competitive. I want them to show signs of progress. I don't care about draft position. I want good games on Sundays. I want them to win games. I believe that winning breeds winning and that you know they need to learn how to win as a football team. And I just want to see good competitive winning football. If you're in that camp, awesome. I'm mostly in that camp too. Uh, but I get if, again, if you're on the outside or on the fringes, that's fine. But I think that's probably somewhere in the middle. And then the other one is you are Captain Tankfest. You want every loss that you can possibly get. And maybe you still, I think you probably still want competitive football, really tight games. Maybe you're losing by a last second field goal in each of them. And it's really fun football on Sundays to watch and competitive. And there's still those signs of growth, but you want that top five draft pick. You don't care about the wins and losses this year, or maybe you're even a step further than that. And you think that this organization needs major change. And the only way that that major change is going to come is through chaos, is through a ton of losses. And with that could come that potential change. 
If you're on that side of things, I get it. I understand it. I'm not there, but I understand it wholeheartedly. And there's different variations of that, but basically that, hey, I just want to go out and win every game and I'm going to remain optimistic about this season. I'm realistic, but I want good football and I still want as many wins as we can get. Or I'm just, I'm ready for chaos. Give me a really high draft pick and whatever comes with that, I'm cool with it. Any of those is fine, but this game might just be what all of that sort of hinges on and whether this team is, hey, maybe we can put together some wins and maybe we have a chance at this. Or, hey, at least it was competitive. At least it was better. And we got to win against a pretty darn good Chargers team, even though they don't actually win football games. They're still talented. Or it's like if you're cheering for the chaos, like a win against the Chargers is probably not what is in your directive or initiative or what you're trying to go for at this point. And this game really, really matters because I do think as much as it may not look it on paper, and especially with maybe the updated injury report with Rashawn Gary, I do think Green Bay can come away with the victory in this one. I really, really do. And in order to sort of look at how this season could go the remainder of the way, I think it's important to start by looking at the schedule. They have the Chargers this week at home. They then have those two really difficult games, short week on the road, Thursday football, morning game against the Lions. That's going to be extremely tough. You didn't have a little extra time off, but then you've got the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and all the whole kit and caboodle for Sunday night football after that in a really difficult game at Lambeau Field. Those are going to be two incredibly difficult games following this Chargers game. You then have five mostly winnable games, Giants on the road, Buccaneers at home, Panthers on the road, Vikings at home, um, sorry, Vikings on the road, and then Bears at home. That is a fairly winnable group of games overall. The hardest of that being the Vikings, and they don't have Kirk Cousins. They will definitely have Justin Jefferson at that time, barring a setback from him or a new injury. Dobbs has been really interesting, but we don't need to necessarily break that down game by game. But I think if we're looking at it, the Chargers one is a difficult one, but maybe a slightly, if not improbable, winnable one. Two really tough games that you're probably expecting two losses, and then five games that could go in a variety of different directions. But let's play this out for a minute because this is where I think things get a little bit interesting. And I want to be abundantly clear. If you're thinking that I am going into this saying that, hey, with a few strings of luck here or there, the Packers could make this crazy run into the playoffs, I do not believe that. I do not believe that this team is good enough to put any sort of stretch of of games together to actually make a run at the playoffs. If you had to tell me right now that this team either loses all of their games the rest of the season or makes a run into the playoffs, I would be closer to that loses every game the rest of the season, even though they have some very winnable games on the schedule. I'm not saying either of those extremes are going to happen, but I'd be closer to that side. So no, if you're thinking this is that cockeyed optimist, uh, you know, like the rose tinted lenses. And I'm just going to be a super homer and be like, Hey, I think let's get this going. I think Green Bay can, that's not what I'm doing here. But I do think how the rest of the season progresses hinges a lot on this Chargers game. So let's start with a win against the Chargers this Sunday. They win against the Chargers. They move to four and six on the season. I think we can safely assume two losses to the Chiefs and the Lions. I don't think that's breaking any news. Can anything happen on any given Sunday or in next week's case, any given Thursday? Yes. Would it would crazier things have happened in the history of the NFL than a Packers win against the Lions or the Chiefs? Yes. Bigger upsets there have been. But I think if we're being honest, 
we are probably chalking those two games up to losses ahead of time. If they surprise us, awesome. But I think if we're being realists, we're saying those two are losses. So assuming, again, if, if we say win against the Chargers and then those two games are losses, you are sitting at four and eight. Four and eight's not great, clearly, but you're not eliminated from anything yet. And I'll say one more time, I'm not saying this as a, hey, let's make the push towards the playoffs. But in Green Bay, in the coaching staff, in the front office, they will look at four and eight. They will remember what they did last year at four and eight, reeling off four consecutive wins to get to eight and eight and have a game at the end of the season to potentially go and, you know, get into the to, to the playoffs. And they're going to look at it very similarly. And they're going to say, let's go out and beat the Giants. Let's go out and beat the Bucks and the Panthers. And all of a sudden we're at seven and eight. We've got the Vikings. Maybe we can get to eight and eight. And then we've got the Bears. Maybe we can get to nine and eight. And if we get to nine and eight, maybe we got a chance to win this thing. And that is what I think is very important to understand here. If they are four and eight following the next three games, win against the Chargers, two likely losses to the Chiefs and the Lions, and they're four and eight, they're going to look at that like, hey, we're not eliminated yet. Let's go out and see what can happen. And you have enough crappy teams on the schedule to then maybe like put together some wins. If they go to New York and get that win, they are five and eight. They come back home and face the Buccaneers. And then they go six and eight. And then they face the really bad Panthers team on the road. And then you go seven and eight. And then you've got the Vikings on the road, really tough game, no question about it. But Vikings on the road, they've won in Minnesota before. And they've got Josh Dobbs at quarterback, who's been playing pretty darn well. I get that. But you just won three games in a row. You beat the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers. You're feeling yourself a little bit, you have a little bit of momentum. Maybe you go eight and eight and then you've got the bears. And again, I'm not saying that that's realistically going to happen or that this team has the capacity to reel off any sort of winning streak at this point, but that is how it will be viewed in the front office. And if you are four and eight, you go to New York and you lose, all right, then that's done. When you get to nine losses, you're basically eliminated at that point. But if again, every win that they pick up is going to push them further and further into, hey, let's put, let's do everything we can to put our best unit out on the field and go and try to win games. And again, we'll go through those three scenarios again. If you are on the, hey, I think that's awesome. I think we should like be trying and, and hoping to make a run at the playoffs. And I'm super optimistic that this team could still put something magical together. Then that's a good thing. If you are in the realism category of like, hey, uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but hey, I'll take any wins I can get. Great. If you're on the other side of things and you're like, hey, I I, I kind of don't want that. I want the early pick and I want I want something other than that. Then that doesn't sound so great. It maybe you know prolongs the inevitable where eventually they're going to get eliminated from the playoffs. And in the meantime, you're gaining a bunch of empty calories where it looks like, hey, we got wins, but really you beat a Giants team with no quarterback. You beat a Bucks team at home that's not very good. You beat an awful, awful Panthers team, probably the worst team in the league on the road. And yeah, you picked up some wins, but you're still eventually going to get eliminated and it doesn't amount to much of anything. So I, I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. 
I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultra Sphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. But that's why that Chargers game is so interesting because on the other side of things, if you lose that Chargers game, right, you move to three and seven. And now if we're assuming those two losses to the Chiefs and the Lions, you move to three and nine. You go to three and nine, you are eliminated. And they may not ultimately be eliminated. Like they they could still be like mathematically like a possibility in the playoffs. But at that point, they know that at three and nine, they are legitimately going, there's, there's no future for this season. And at that point, then things change in Green Bay. And even Green Bay and them being the sort of, you know, old fashioned team that they are, and looking at everything in sort of that optimistic viewpoint, at that point, they understand that they have lost eight out of nine games, that there is no future for this season, and that it is time to start looking towards next seasons, meaning it's probably time to put Sean Ryan at right guard. It's probably time to end the Yash Nyman experiment because he's probably not going to be on the team next year, and you live with whatever Rashid Walker gets you. Or you try Caleb Jones, or you try Luke Tenuta if he's back from injury, or you try something different at that position. Maybe you try some different things out on the offensive line. Um, you know, Maybe you give Emmanuel Wilson a little bit more run at running back. Maybe you go more Carl Brooks and Colby Wooden along the defensive line. 
you know, those sort of things. Maybe you make sure that Anthony Johnson Jr. is starting every game at safety. Maybe you make some changes within the coaching staff or within the coordinator positions and give somebody an opportunity to see what they can do for the remainder of the season. Then at that point, things have to be taken a little bit differently. Again, knowing that you lost eight out of nine games and that you're basically, if not officially eliminated, all but eliminated from playoff contention at that point. So why that matters is, and why this Chargers game matters is it, in my opinion, changes the entire trajectory of the season. Again, if you think this needs to get blown up and everything needs to go in the direction of getting an earlier draft pick, then you really need to cheer for a Chargers law or like a loss to the Chargers here. Because again, a win against the Chargers, regardless of what happens in those next two games, you then go to New York with the real like hope and possibility of like, hey, we can string together some wins against some bad teams and that could prolong out for a while. And you could pick up, like I said, some of those empty calorie wins. And if you are in the, hey, I want to remain competitive and I really want this season to matter and mean something, you really better hope for a win against the Chargers because a loss against the Chargers and then two subsequent losses against the Chiefs and the Lions puts you out of everything. And this could start getting uglier before it gets better. And if you're Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry, Adam Stenovich, this game probably matters a ton because that changes the entire dynamic of how this is viewed. Like I said, you have lost eight of nine if you lose these next three games, which is probably fairly likely. But if you want to pick up a win and you want to prolong that and go to New York with everything still in front of you, at least hypothetically, then you better win this game against the Chargers because the next two games are going to be much harder even than this one. And this one's no walk in the park, especially with the way that Green Bay's been playing overall through the course of the season. So in easiest terms, if they go to New York four and eight, they are still going to do everything they can to win. They're still alive. Nine and eight is a real possibility based on the schedule. And they have a lot of winnable games left on their calendar. If they go to New York three and nine, losers of eight out of nine, you have to inherently switch some things up, whether that's coaching staff, whether that's players on the field, and you just have to start immediately looking towards next year and just giving different guys different opportunities because there's no reason not to at that point. And then that's where you can start getting into the, you could lose to New York, you could lose to Tampa, you could lose to some of those games. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you end the season four and 13, five and 12, whatever it might be. And that has a totally different connotation to it as well. So that is why I believe that this game is this weird, bizarro shatter point for the remainder of the year and could very legitimately decide some people's jobs in the coaching staff. It could decide who's back next year. It could decide who gets extra playing time this year. It could mean the difference between going, I don't know, seven and 10, eight and nine, and four and 13, five and 12, somewhere in that range, this game really matters a ton. And when you look back a couple of years, you know, from now, you could look back at this game and be like, man, that's where things really started to unravel or man, that's where things really started to pick up and get better. If you remember in, in McCarthy's first season, they ran off four games at the end of that year to, they were four and eight. And I think they ran off four in a row to get to eight and eight. And then the next, this was not Rogers first year. This was still with Favre but it was McCarthy's first year. And that winning at the end of it, uh, of that season, carried over into the next year. They won 13 games the next year, went to the NFC Championship game, and everything sort of changed. A, a winning streak at the end of a season can kickstart you into next year and can get some young guys' confidence. 
And I think, again, if you go and you get a win against the Chargers, regardless of what happens in the next two games, you go to New York and you're still playing your full deck of cards. You're playing your best hands possible. And you're hoping that you can pick up some more wins and maybe they can get four out of five at the end. And I mentioned this on Twitter. You look at that schedule. It could be eerily reminiscent to what happened a season ago. Last year, they were at this exact same record, three and six. They had a home game against the Cowboys, which didn't look like they were going to win. They had an improbable win against the Cowboys. That would be your Chargers game. They then lost the next two games to the Titans and the Eagles. That would be your two losses to the um, the next two weeks to the Lions and the Chiefs. They then reeled off four in a row. Green Bay could reel off four in a row, theoretically, to, again, against the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Vikings. And then they had a NFC North game at the end of the year to get in the playoffs. That was against the Vikings. This year, they could have a NFC North game to get in the playoffs in the last week against the Bears. It could all very much repeat history. I don't expect it to. I'll say that one more time, but it's crazy how the parallels could be there if a couple things fall in the right direction. So this, to me, is very much a swing game for the remainder of the season. It could be a pivot point in this franchise. If guys do get fired because the rest of the season goes very poorly, you could easily point to this Chargers game and say, here's where it all fell apart. If they end up with a top five pick in the draft, you could look at this Chargers game and said, say it all, it's started to happen specifically right there. And if they, like I said, if they go on some sort of crazy win streak, I don't expect it to be playoffs, but if they start looking like a competitive team again, and a team that is maybe really going in the right direction, gaining some positives to hopefully carry over into 2024, you could look at a win against the Chargers and say, that's where it all started. So that's what I'll say. I think this game is incredibly important to the remainder of this season and maybe even where things go moving forward with this franchise. And if they want good things, they better get a win. If they want bad things, you better hope for a loss. And whatever spectrum you fall on, good, realistic, ugly, I get it. I understand it. I hope all of you get what you want. Only two of you, or at least only one of you maybe will. But um, it's interesting nonetheless. And I do think this game is really important for the the franchise, the season, and everything moving forward for this very young, very inexperienced, but sort of talented Packers team. All right. That's going to do it for me today. Tomorrow, I will do the full pregame show and go over my keys to the game, my final prediction, and what could get you to a Chargers win or a win against the Chargers or what could get you to a loss against the Chargers if that's what you're hoping for. But we'll get there tomorrow and break everything down. Make sure to check out the pregame show. Make sure to check out Packaday podcast memberships if you have not checked them out as of yet. Huge opportunities for some really cool perks, including connecting on social media, uh, a monthly call if that's something that you want. Uh, You can have members-only Q&As. You can have members-only videos every single week. There's a ton of different perks and options available, so make sure to check those out. Shout out to our all, uh, all pro and Hall of Fame members, Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wayne, John Wild, Shebra Dad, Arnaldo Espinosa, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, and Lori Lord. That is going to do it for me today. Until next time, and as always, go Paco. Go Paco.